Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Let's go to Holland and welcome to this show. Uh, former Congressman Barney Frank, who's got a brand new book out called Frank. Sir, how are you? Welcome to the program. Well, I was doing pretty good because I'm on my way to the airport, so uh, you're going <laughs> to me down some, but you better hope you're, I had to guess you're talking anyway. You better hope your pilot had a good day uh, today because that's, uh, I don't know if you saw it. I hope he wasn't listening. Yeah, no, well, we were talking about the uh, the German Wings flight in the Alps that went down there saying now they ruled out a deliberate, a deliberate crash by the pilot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that's something. That's something. Now we have to worry about you know, is, and yeah, it's, there's no system that you can devise that's going to protect against that. No, that's that's the human part of uh, of having a you know the human emotion yep. being involved. You can't protect against that. Uh, Senator Frank, uh, Congressman Frank, has a uh, a book out now uh, about his life, and I, I I would imagine that did you just speak at Harvard? Yes, I I spoke actually. Uh, the night before last, I'm in Chicago now. The book tours are pretty extensive. Um, I spoke at the Unitarian Church in Harvard Square. Uh, it was sponsored by the Harvard Bookstore. That's got to be, uh, first of all, just to hear Harvard is uh, is great, but to be able to go back to Harvard and know that and speak there has got to be a great feeling. It is. Actually, in, in 2012, I was invited by the students to speak to class day, which is their ceremony the day before the judgment. And yeah, it, it was a very nice feeling. To, you know, to remember when you were one of the students out there saying, gee, I wonder who this is and this guy. And, and uh, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. When, when uh, Congressman Frank is one of the, is the first openly gay congressman, how was that life uh, in, in Harvard when you were a student uh, being gay? Were you a closeted, closeted gay at the time? I was totally closeted. This is... I entered Harvard in, in September of 1957, back when the country as a whole was uh, very, very anti-gay. I mean, you know, John Kennedy becomes president and engages in a couple of very explicit anti-gay actions. So I was terrified that anybody would find out I was not just positive, frankly, but, but totally professed. It, it was, you know, there were some people who, uh, I guess, obviously at that point, were seeking out other gay men. I was too terrified. It looked like complicated my own life, and I have no one to blame for this but me, because I wanted to be in politics. Right. And I understood early on that uh, being a very unpopular minority group member uh, isn't going to help you get votes. So um, I was, at that point, making a decision that retroactively I you know, think was never really sustainable. I was sacrificing any personal life to a career. Yeah, I I, I I speak about it now, and we talk about actors who they because uh, you've been you've been outspoken lately about saying that there might be other uh, closeted congressmen, and and if you are if you are a gay person in 2015 and somebody who's in the public eye, don't you feel a sense of responsibility now to help the younger generation by by coming out and uh, and certainly guys who have who have come out a long time ago being able to uh, help it make it easier for other people? Because I think when you look at guys who they say like Tom Cruise and John Travolta maybe hiding it all these years, if it turns out they were, don't you think that does more harm to the younger generation? Oh, no question. Because, and, you know, I don't know anything about those two individuals. I hear the same, you know, rumors and speculation of others. Um, but but if people, if people are pretty sure you're gay and you're hiding it, that, that's not only the absence of a positive uh, inspiration, 
it's a very negative message. It is, oh, being gay is so terrible. I, I got to hide it. I got to lie about right. it. Right. Um, and that's 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 a very negative model. And by the way, the answer is, and I understood, look, I stayed in the closet for a while. By 1987, there was still a lot of prejudice, but I thought, uh, at that point, I just decided I don't care what happens in my career. I can't live this way. This is, this is a, a stupid way to live in this self-denying thing. But there are actors, for instance, Ian McKellen, uh, who stars in, in, in movies as, as an adventurous guy. Uh, he came out, acknowledged that he's gay, and it has not hurt his career one bit. No, and I think when you, in 1987, I was in high school, and I remember... And I went to a Catholic high school, and I remember uh, people were, were shocked, and they get angry, and that was. And I remember thinking, uh, I didn't get, I didn't understand what the big deal was, and I couldn't understand why people would get so emotional over that and become so angry over it. So, in a way, uh, I, I think it was even it would even helped uh, heterosexual people because you need somebody to be a pioneer. I think that's a very good point. Look, what it turns out, and, and your prejudice—I mean, the word it's prejudging—it means that you are making a decision about somebody based on some pre-existing view that may have nothing to do with him. And part of the problem was, uh, until really into the 80s, most of us were hidden, so we could not confront the prejudice. I mean, obviously the reality, gay people, lesbians, were as fair as anybody else. In fact, it's interesting, uh, the very fact of, of the closet. Uh, if you don't know someone is gay, you can't tell most of the time. Yeah. And, uh, but as long as we were hiding, we could not confront the prejudice. And I, I think you're right. In effect, well, here's what I found, and this is very interesting the way you suggested it. What I found by the time I came out was a lot of people in America, a lot of straight people, were not anti-gay themselves, but they thought they were supposed to be. Right. They thought that if, if they said they were pro-gay, maybe people would say, well, there's nothing wrong with them. And, and when people come out, when I came out and, and I got reelected, a lot of people said, oh, it's okay. I don't have to pretend to be any gay. Yeah, that's the absolute truth. And it's really weird is because... Uh as I got as I got a little bit older, my father, who was a big tough Italian guy, when I when I first realized that he didn't care, that's when I was like, oh, then right. I guess you're not supposed not to care because of deal. all people, he should be the one that would be the most outspoken. When you you uh, had made some comments saying that you believe that there's other uh, closeted gay congressmen, obviously, just statistically, there has to be. Uh, is there anybody that I don't expect you obviously to out anybody, but are there people you know for sure? Yeah, there are a couple that that I am sure of, uh, a couple that I was sure of retired. And my view, by the way, uh, on that is, uh, and I agree with you, if you can come out, I think you should. There's a, a positive aspect. Uh, you know, um, I, I'm a big shot now. I got to be chairman of the financial service committee. Bankers will be nicer to me than they wanted to be because of my position. But as I used to remind my colleagues when we debated this, yeah, as important as I have become now, I used to be 15. I remembered what it was like emotionally as well as intellectually to be a scared kid and afraid that anybody would find out what I was really like and, and hate me. And I don't understand how someone who has been through that himself or herself and is in a position to help refuses to do it. But I have particular contempt, to be honest, for those closeted gay people who then vote gay. Uh, I think that's the worst. To be something yourself, to act in a certain way yourself, to engage in these activities, but then vote as a member of Congress to penalize people for being like you are. Well, let me, but let me ask you. Privacy, but that, that's hypocrisy. That's that's a, that's a hard uh, situation to be in. But if you are elected by a group of conservative people and and you are a closeted gay, you're really representing your constituents. So are you voting for your people or are you voting for yourself? 
Well, um, I understand that argument, but here's the deal. In the first place, you are not really representing your constituents. If you represent a group of people who are anti-gay, and you are yourself gay, and you are hiding that from them, you're not representing your constituents. You're lying to them. That's true. But you're, you're, you're taking advantage of them. The other thing I would say is this. No member of Congress, there are so many issues, and you have so many hundred thousand people. No member of Congress either tries to or can be the voice of his or her constituents on every issue. Uh, in fact, the constituents also don't demand that you agree with them on every issue. They want you to be in agreement with them on most issues. But everybody understands you're not going to have 100%. Right. So, so given that, and then the last thing I would say is this, if that's the case, if you're convinced that you couldn't stay in office if you were honest about who you are, then, and, and that you couldn't stay in office, not if you came out, but you couldn't survive if you voted to, to, to treat people fairly, then retire. You don't have to be a congressman. Not so there's, there's no, uh, you know, most people are not members of Congress. Uh, th there are some uh, compromises that it seems to me are too great to make in terms of your own integrity. Do you, do you feel like uh, President Obama delivered on, on his early campaign promises to, uh, you know, when it comes to helping gay people, the gay marriage? I mean, it seemed like it moved a little slower than, than everybody expected. It did move slower. But and I understand that. Look, you're the president of the United States. I want if there's a guy that I agree with, or a woman I agree with. I don't want them to be suicidal. Yeah. And I think he did was, was, was very good in a couple of ways. First of all, even while he said he personally was against marriage, he opposed the efforts by George W. Bush to outlaw marriage. Uh, Massachusetts uh, got same-sex marriage from our state supreme court in 2003. In 2004 and five, when, when President Obama was in the Senate, uh, the Bush administration tried to. Uh, pass a constitutional amendment to cancel it, and President Obama voted against it. He said, well, I'm not for marriage, but at least the state should have that right. And then later on, uh, he did one of the most important things ever. When he refused to have the federal government defend the Defense of Marriage Act in court, that was extraordinary. Um, it's very rare that a president refuses to defend law in court. What he was saying was not simply that he was against the Defense of Marriage Act, but that it was so bad that it violated constitutional rights. That was a very important step. And then he also worked with us in 2010 to repeal the terrible rule that restricted the right of gay men and lesbians to serve our country in the military. Yeah. So he has a very good record for us. Yeah, I'm a, hey, look, I'm all for anybody going that's not me. So I'm, I'm <laughs> happy with that. Uh, you know, it's funny. Can I just say, yeah. we were, I was told once, well, you have this radical homosexual agenda. I said, yeah, let me show you how radical it is. Here's what we want. We want to be able to get a job without discrimination. We want to be able to get married, and we want to be able to join the military. I don't think most radicals would think that that was a very, uh, how a very far left agenda. Get job, get married, and go to the army. How dare you? How, yeah. dare, how dare you? Uh, let me. Are you married now? I am. I got married in 2012 to a man I'd met in 2005. Uh, um, it was made for me, but I, uh, I fell very much in love. He's wonderful. In fact, I'm on the way to the airport now. Uh, and I'm very happy because he's get, he's on a plane already from Boston. He's going to meet me in Los Angeles, and I get a week with him on my tour. Uh, and I, I was I'm still the only member of Congress to have gotten married to a, someone of the same sex while still in Congress. And yeah. I just tell you, someone said to me, "Well, that, that was that was pretty controversial." I said, "Well, yeah, here's how controversial it was. You know, when you get married, you have a limitation on the number of people who can come." And, and, and it was controversial. A lot of my colleagues were very mad at me because I didn't invite them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you got married, in, you were together since 2005, and you got married in 2012? Yes. So it's seven, and then uh, th th nine. So you got about another three years before you're sick of it, I think. 
Well, I'm I'm uh, hoping that I started late. So, uh, yeah, but uh, as a married guy, I'd like to I'd like to sit down with some some uh, guys who are fighting to get married and go, hey, I think you're rushing things. I think you're speeding <laughs> into it. Talk to somebody who's been married for a while. See how great it is. Uh, I know this is way early, but this is kind of like in the beginning of football season when you say, hey, all right, hey, make your prediction for the Super Bowl. Who is going to be the uh, next president of the United States? I think Hillary Clinton will be. I no. don't think this email business amounts to anything. I don't think people care. The average citizen. White server. If something came out that she uh, emailed that, that was embarrassing, that'll hurt her. But uh, she'll be the Democratic nominee. And the deal is the Republicans, um, they are more split. We've had periods where the Democrats were more split on issues. But I think it's going to be hard for the Republicans to come up with a nominee who will bridge that gap. Uh, but as you said, look, it's, it, uh, there's barely been a time when this far in advance of an election, you could be sure. So. I'll answer your uh, your request for a prediction to be nice, but I wouldn't bet on anything. Yeah, no, I know. I, I look. I think you're right. I don't think the email thing is that big of a deal, but I think as it gets closer, uh, and I, I happen to like Bill Clinton, but I just I, I think it's as it gets closer, there's going to be so much against Hillary that's gonna that's gonna come out. I think that's gonna ruin it. But then again, I don't see who the uh, front running Republican is at this point. So you're right. Let me, we, let me say this. With the stuff against you, I was on the committee that, that dealt with the impeachment of Clinton. And I remember all the accusations, but I must tell you, in 1998, I got to ask Kenneth Starr, of all the things you investigated, Whitewater and the FBI files and the travel office, you know, what what things did you find wrong? And the only thing Kenneth Starr came up with was oral sex with, with Monica Lewinsky. So yeah. there have been a lot of accusations, but I have to tell you, none of them, uh, even from Kenneth Starr, who was looking to nail them, to be honest, he couldn't do it. Yeah, but I I think that uh, I think that for some reason Hillary is not likable like Bill, and I I think Bill we allow Bill to get away with some stuff, and when Hillary just she doesn't have that same likability, and unfortunately there's. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, but she hasn't. You know, if you look at who did what wrong, I understand that's this perception, but I'm hoping people will look at it pretty carefully and see. No, um, there are a lot of accusations, but no substance. Yeah, well, you, you may be right, but we'll, we'll find out. And, and certainly if uh, at this point, I don't think Ted Cruz is, is somebody who's going to run away with anything. Uh, this is Barney Frank. His brand new book, Frank, is out. It's available. I enjoy watching you uh, on TV. I, I, I loved watching you sit down with O'Reilly a couple of weeks ago. Um, just shoving it back in his face. I find it entertaining. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. I think you're a very brave guy, and I wish you the best with the book. Thank you. This has been a fun interview. I appreciate it. Good. I'm glad. Thank you. There you go. Barney Frank.